Welcome to the My Opinion Podcast, a show that focuses on leadership, life, and love to empower women around the world to be the best versions of themselves. The My Opinion Podcast is a weekly show with Maya's Motivation Monday, focusing on leadership topics for women and special edition episodes that feature guest interviews and current events. Now, all in her opinion, here is your host, Maya Roffler. Hey guys, welcome back to Motivation Monday with Maya. Today we are wrapping up EQ or emotional intelligence in leadership with the fourth pillar, which is social skills, or some people actually refer to it as relationship management. But before we dive into the last pillar of EQ, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share the My Opinion podcast, the leadership podcast for women. Thank you so much for continuing to support the My Opinion podcast, the leadership podcast for women. Let's dive into EQ. Let's talk about the fourth pillar and final pillar of EQ, social skills, but some people also refer to this as relationship management. In my opinion, I don't think you need to be particularly social or a social individual to be a great leader. Some people may argue with that, but you do need to have strong social skills to be an effective leader. That's also the opinion, though, of many leadership experts and why we find social skills at the final and fourth pillar of emotional intelligence. But what does it mean to have social skills? I think sometimes we believe when thinking about social skills, it means that we know how to make friends or how to quote unquote get people to like us or we think we're just outgoing and sociable. We think about it in almost a superficial type of way. However, that's not really what having social skills means. It's a lot deeper than that. And once you have social awareness as a leader, which we talked about, last week, then I believe that social skills are the application of that awareness, of that social awareness. So that's really what I love about EQ and emotional intelligence with these four pillars. It's really the development of the one, two, three, four. It really builds on each other. So here we are at the fourth one, social skills. So for instance, leaders who have great social skills or relationship management skills, excel with conflict management. They know how to use their skills to improve relationships despite conflict, despite arguments, despite things that come up. Exceptional leaders even know how to improve relationships because of conflict as they learn how to negotiate flawlessly. And I'm sure you've known somebody like this. I've known somebody like this. You may be someone like this or be be becoming somebody like this, which is great. And leaders with social skills know their teams are watching and learning from this as well and developing from this. So in my opinion, conflict management is something most leaders struggle with at first and often struggle with throughout their career. That's just my opinion, but I see it all the time. I I see leaders far into their career and they're still struggling with it. So if you're struggling with it, don't 
feel bad about it. Just know that's, I feel like that's why social skills are the fourth pillar because conflict is, and managing conflict and managing people, I mean, this is all about being a leader. This is a huge part of this pillar. So whether you are in the conflict yourself or you have team members in the conflict, this can be a challenging aspect of leadership, which is why we're talking about social skills. The ability to settle these disputes or misunderstandings, this makes you an effective leader with strong social skills. And we get better at it through time. Like we don't start out as a leader and you know come out of the leadership gates going okay i know how to solve every problem or conflict and you know i'm mother teresa here and i can keep the peace that's not how it works but i do find that most leaders struggle in the beginning i mean we all do but i find that a lot of leaders that are very advanced struggle with this so it's interesting so why is this well i find that we tend to avoid conflict as humans, like just in general. That's my opinion. Now, you may be listening to this thinking, well, I don't. And that might be so now. Or you might be listening to this going, yeah, I avoid conflict. Because conflict is uncomfortable. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world to confront somebody. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world to confront somebody about your own issue, right, if you're part of the conflict, or even go confront two individuals on a team or two different groups on the team. If you have a really large team, oh, that was fun to do as a leader for sure. Not. (laughs) That's a real challenge, so I'll tell that story in a second. But you might not be that way now. You might be more comfortable wherever you are in your leadership journey. But you know, you definitely have had times in your life, be honest with yourself, where you haven't wanted to be a part of that. Or maybe even now you're like, I really don't want to be part of that conflict. That's tough. I know that I am definitely someone that steps in and like is not afraid of conflict. Like I'm kind of, it's interesting because I went from one end of the spectrum to the other, like very rapidly in my early leadership years. I was like, I didn't really know how to deal with it. And then I really thought I knew, <laughs> keyword thought I knew how to deal with it. <laughs> and now I'm in the middle. Uh, I That took some time. And you know what? I think you're always learning as a leader with this. And that's why, again, social skills are the fourth pillar. I'll never forget <laughs> one. Oh, I'll share a couple stories. I'll never forget one of the first tough conflicts, though. I think, you know, it's like a, anything. You never forget your first tough conflict or there was a few but this one was significant I, I had to resolve this as a leader you guys know I was a store manager super young I was like 22 I had two grown men like physically fighting in my store yes they were physically fighting in my store and do you think that I handled that situation exceptionally well with great social skills at 20? two years old. Absolutely not. I remember them getting in this altercation because of like sales happening and sales issues happening, but I really didn't understand the full story or the full full scope. Why didn't I? Because I was lacking a lot of these EQ 
pillars and I didn't have social awareness. I wasn't understanding of my environment, the things that were going on in my ecosystem, and I really needed to understand them. So this had blown up. This had become an issue. So what did I do? I ran to the phone, I called security, and then I called my regional, who was over at the stores. Was that the wrong thing to do? Not necessarily, it wasn't the wrong thing to do. The problem though with the situation is that I allowed it to get that bad. I was completely socially unaware, as I had mentioned, and therefore my social skills were just lacking. I didn't know how to execute. How could I effectively deal with conflict when I was not even aware? They had been, come to find out, (laughs) they had been upset with each other for, I think, a few weeks at that point. And they had been, like, stealing sales from each other. And one of them had been significantly stealing sales over the other. And I, I was clueless. I had absolutely no idea. And I should have known better as their leader as that was my environment. That was my ecosystem. That was the place I was creating. And it was my responsibility to have social awareness so that I could handle a conflict such as such as that one with social skills or relationship management before something like a physical altercation between two grown men happened. That was a really horrible situation. It made me realize I had no grasp on what was going on in my own environment as a leader. And in addition, I was unable to execute, which I believe the social skills are the execution of your social awareness. And I thought that was, I mean, that was very eye-opening for me and very overwhelming for me. But like every situation in my leadership journey, and I'm sure it's the same for you, I learned from that one. I, I did. And, you know, there were situations that happened where my social skills or relationship management skills lacked, and that was one of them. And I'm sure you're thinking of times right now where your social skills may have lacked as well, and it's because of you know, not being aware of your um, surroundings, environment, and that social awareness. And that's why these pillars really build on each other with EQ. But a social skill that I gained from, from this particular experience was, I guess, what can be called like change catalyst. As I recognized a dire need for a fair, what we call in this like internal sales, you know, an up system for sales in our store. And it was supposed to be happening, but I made assumptions, not being fully aware and not being fully active, which are the social skills. So I implemented that. And this lesson served me so well for years to come because do you think this was the last time I had teams fighting over sales and what was fair and what wasn't fair, what is fair, what's not fair, and all that stuff that goes on when teamwork is not happening No, it absolutely was not the last time that this happened. And my team just grew and grew and my responsibilities grew and grew. So this was a, this was an isolated incident, but the lesson was so big and the social skills that I gained from this were huge. And I learned to be aware. This happened as well when I moved on and I was a regional and I had lots of teams reporting to me and I remember another incident, I had two different rival teams. So this happened too when 
different stores would be near each other. So this is when I was working for um, actually not Joseph Bank anymore. But this happened at Joseph Bank too. But this particular incident was when I was at David's. And when two stores were close to each other and they rivaled sales, it was just, you know, I would think they would come together because when you're a strong leader and you have high EQ and you've come to your fourth pillar and you have strong social skills, you know how to bring your team together. You know how to build teamwork. These two stores didn't, I don't even think they knew how to spell teamwork, let alone knew the definition. They hated each other so much they didn't even want to go to a trade show together to support each other. They they talked about each other horribly in in public and social platforms. I mean, it, in media, it was it was really bad. And they didn't want to attend these trade shows together. They didn't want to attend um, events together, like high school events, things like that, all the external things that I supported from a corporate perspective. Bringing them together was so challenging and forcing them to come together. But I remembered that incident from years before. And I I nipped it in the bud. I caught it early. And that was tough. I remember watching these, these, it was mostly young ladies, of course, but in some of them, you know, not so young. They were my age now or older. So uncomfortable. I mean, I think they probably would have rather, I don't even know, what they would have rather done, <laughs> maybe worked 12-hour shifts all week long instead of hung out with each other. I don't know. But they needed to learn to get along. And we needed to do conflict resolution. And we needed teamwork. And we needed to come together. And we needed to understand what the problem was. And some of the problems were so simple. One store was doing much more volume because it was in a better location and they had taken a better sales, one of the really good salespeople out of the other store. I mean, these were the silly conflicts that were happening and really just needed to be hashed out. And when they started to come together and work together and I headed, like, headed off these problems and looked at them and had them confront, things changed. The store that was struggling started to actually make their goals. The other store that was doing great didn't have all these negative, you know, kind of can't, I call it the cancer in the store environment, the sales market. Then outside the events started doing very well. The other special sales and things that we did too. So obviously I come from a strong sales background, but you can apply this to any environment that you're in. I find a lot of people that listen, come from a sales background or you guys are in sales too, but you can apply this to anything. The point was communication and coming together and really resolving that conflict. So this came up again in my life. Another story I'll share with you, and I'd love to hear your stories too. And this was very recent. Three years ago, I was managing, this is probably the last time I managed a semi-large team. I was managing a national sales team and um, another situation happened, as I call it, a situation. (laughs) And it was, this one was nasty though, you guys. It was really nasty. It was between two salespeople and this happened often at this company, unfortunately. The culture was really broken, which I'm going to do an episode on culture very soon. So look out for that coming this summer. And these, it, it, it was not a physical altercation because they were all over the country. But I discovered this issue was going on pretty quick. Because you get quick. You get better as a leader. Because we're learning leaders here, on my opinion. 
I discovered quickly because text messages were happening, social media posts were happening, bad-mouthing to clients. Yes, this was dirty, guys, really dirty. But I was socially aware, and then I needed to implement my social skills. So this is many moons, many years later after the 2009 store altercation. (laughs) And then, of course, you know, the fight at David's, like that was in the middle of, you know, middle years. That was probably, what, 2014, 2015, so yeah. But this was only three years ago. So how do I deal with this? How do I nip this one in the butt? Because I did. I called each sales rep. I let them talk. I listened. That's a huge, huge social awareness, but it's also implementing with your social skills there too. I let them tell their story. As I'm staring at the evidence on social media, staring at the emails, I'm staring, I let them tell their story. One was very transparent, even though it was tough and they weren't totally innocent. The other lied to my face. So the one who lied to my face, I wrote up. Full transparency, later parted ways. Because if you're going to lie once, you're going to lie again, and you're probably going to act inappropriately, right? So that's exactly what happened. The other one, it was learning. And we learned, we moved on, and that particular salesperson grew and ended up doing very well and was one of my best sales reps there. I spoke with the clients that had contacted me, reassigned them to the deserving salespeople, and fine, good, we're all happy. And I let them know that this behavior, in conclusion, (laughs) would never be tolerated on my team because it's not tolerated on my team. So that was my evolution. The the beginning one where I didn't have a damn clue what was going on. The middle one where it was tough, but I was kind of in the thick of it. These are examples. I I could go on for days. We could do like 12 episodes about this or more. And then this one where it was in front. I caught it because I was completely aware of everything. And look, I personally could care less what company we worked for or what had occurred in the past here with this example or really any example I'm giving you. And maybe that's not your style, but that's mine because I have ethics and morals and that trumps anything else in my opinion. And I think if you're a really good leader too, which I think if you're listening to this, you really are, you want to be one, then you have to go with that. And if you're working for a great company, they're going to back you. And if you're building a company, then you want that standard. You do. I have no tolerance. I believe in awareness so that I can manage the relationships with my team actively. And that's what I was doing. And that's my journey. And that's what I learned through all of this. And most importantly, I believe this develops my teams into better people and creates teamwork, which is the point of social skills for for me, but also for them. So I handled it a bit differently years later, as you can see through this evolution. I'd love for you to share a social skill or relationship management evolutionary story with me. So feel free to hit me up on Instagram at Maya Roffer at My Opinion Podcast. You know I love to hear your stories. Or tell me how you would have handled these two situations or three situations uh, differently. I hope at least you would have handled the store fight of 2009 better than me. But hey, I mean, (laughs) we all have to learn somehow, right? But I hope you would have handled that one a little bit differently. I, I would now right? That was quite a while ago. But the biggest takeaway from social skills or relationship management that I hope you get is that it truly is the application of the three pillars of EQ that we've gone over in these Monday, our Motivation Monday episodes 
over the past few weeks. And in my opinion, you are definitely putting your social awareness in action. But I do not believe that you can do that until you are self-aware and you are able to self-manage. That's why these are all really important. And we must be able to take care of ourselves before taking care of others effectively. That's why these pillars are lined up exactly the way they are in this chronological order. And I often tell other people when I do interviews that you're already a leader. You are already the leader of your life, which some people look at me a little confused when they want to understand leadership and leading because people ask me all the time. This is what I get asked when I go on other podcasts or I do lives. What should I do if I want to be in a leadership role or how do I get in a leadership role? And I respond with the fact that you are already a leader. I say that you are already a leader of your life and people are watching that every single day, even if you don't realize it. So if you want to be a leader, be the best damn leader you possibly can be of your own life and develop these four pillars of EQ or emotional intelligence. Trust me, no one has to give you a title to lead. And that's a good thing. If you want to lead, then start now. Be the leader of your life. And trust me again, the title will follow because you will have the skills to prove it. Thank you so much for listening to the My Opinion Podcast. You can catch up on past episodes on the My Opinion Podcast website at www.myopinionpodcast.com as well as read the My Opinion blog and contact Maya directly with your questions. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at My Opinion Podcast and Maya Roffler. We'll see you back here next week.